Donald Trump wants to stop fiscal stimulus talks. They didn't seem to be moving along too well anyway, but the market has reacted firmly to his call to shelve them until after the election. That's despite warnings from Jerome Powell about how much they're needed right now. So what's that going to do to the polls, with Biden's majority extended in recent surveys? Meanwhile, the opposite is true in Australia. It's jobs, jobs, jobs. That's the call from the government and the RBA. And maybe more is going to be needed from the ECB too. And talking of Europe... Brexit talks. Where are they going? It's getting late. It's Wednesday, the 7th of October, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, it was looking like it was going to be a fairly quiet day today. Stocks were reasonably flat in the United States. Then they started to climb a little. Then the bombshell, which turned things around right now. The Nasdaq is down 1.3%. The Dow down 1.1%. The US dollar that was fairly flat is now half a percent up on the uh, on, on the DXY. And uh, that's pushed the Aussie dollar down 1%. The Aussie was already struggling before the announcement. Uh, the pound is down 0.6%. The euro down 0.4%. The US dollar is down 0.2% against the Japanese yen as well. And Oil has lost some of its gains. WTI was up uh, towards 4% early on. It's uh, biggest rise since May. Uh, it's down now. It's just 2.5% up. So for most of the session, it was a market struggling to find direction. Now it's found it. And let's talk about uh, all that with Rodrigo Cotrill. He's picked a fine time to come back from his holidays, hasn't he? Senior FX strategist at NAB in Sydney. So stop talks on the fiscal stimulus package until after the election. That's the message just now from President Trump and quite a big reaction. Uh, yes, Phil, we've seen a, a massive U-turn in terms of uh, the, the, the market moves um, with uh, headlines hitting the screen saying that President Trump has stopped stimulus stocks uh, until after the election and has instructed McConnell to, to focus full-time on the elections rather than uh, any further talks with uh, uh, Pelosi. Um, and as a result, um, uh, we've seen the S&P 500 collapsing and it's continuing to fall as we speak. And of course, the Aussie dollar and other risk-sensitive currencies are also underperforming with the US dollar broadly stronger as well. So this is a big deal. Uh, you know, we had uh, Fed Chair Powell speaking earlier overnight. Um, again, reemphasizing the lead that, that, um, that the economy needs um, further stimulus. Uh, too little support will weaken the recovery. And, and he again emphasized the, 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 the risk of not doing enough compared to, to the risk of doing too little is very significant. And, uh, um, and again, so the, the theme here, which is not just coming from, from the, the US, but across many other places, is that this at this stage, the fiscal side is the one that really needs to be doing the, the heavy lifting. And it's, it's, it's a massive disappointment at the moment that there won't be coming a fourth round of fiscal, fiscal stimulus in the U.S. if President Trump uh, is true to his word in the sense that he doesn't want to have any more fiscal talks or fiscal stimulus talks yeah. until after the election. And this at a time when we're starting to see infection rates kicking up again in the United States. So they're starting to uh, close bars or we're closing schools, I should say, in, in, in parts of New York. Quite a few, as we were saying on the on the program yesterday, quite a few uh, states from the north heading south now, seeing their uh, their infection rates kick up. I mean, they really they you know, as was being said by the the, the governor of the of the Fed, they really need that money. So it, I wonder how this is going to turn in the polls for him. It could be a bad move for Trump. It's a very very um, it's a very tricky move for for the president. What history tells us that when it comes to the election, the economy and the performance of the economy going into the election tends to be a big big factor in terms of whether presidents can be re-elected mm. and, and at this stage uh, we've seen signs that the, the economy is is weakening we also seen signs of uh, the quality of, of the job creation is also 
giving us uh, signs that there, there's a weakening in the labor market going into the election. Uh, and of course, as you said, the uncertainty surrounding the, the fiscal stimulus plus the, the virus itself, which, you know, the, there's not only the containment measures that um, uh, officials will introduce, but people become more, more, more uh, conservative in terms of their, their activities, they stay more at home, they, they, you know, they, they, they impose their own restrictions, if you like. So, um, that, that is certainly pointing yeah. to the idea that further weakening the U.S. economy is likely uh, if we don't have any stimulus coming. And, and uh, certainly in you know, history will tell us that, and, that it will be harder for President Trump to be re-elected. And let's look at what Jerome Powell did say when he was talking at the National Association of uh, Business Economics. He, he basically said unemployment, real unemployment, is probably around 11%. Uh, any uh, rate of improvement is is slowing, and that could trigger typical recessionary dynamics. He said, "Too little support would lead to a weak recovery." And here we are; they're going to have too little support, by the sounds of it. Yes, um, it may well be that it's a bluff. It may well be that it forces the Democrats to come to the table and maybe lower their demands. Uh, but that remains to be seen. And at the moment, the market is just going with a negative sort of headlines. Yeah, there is that, isn't there? It's, it's all part of his negotiating tactic. Meanwhile, I mean, before all this happened, we were seeing uh, the stocks were pretty flat. In fact, the uh, this week, the story has been that uh, small caps have been doing quite well because they've presumably been thinking they're going to do better under a Biden government. And we've been seeing Biden pulling away in the polls. There was a CNN poll out a few hours ago that had Biden with 57% support, Trump 41% support. That is a 16% gap, which is uh, pretty similar to a Wall Street Journal poll over the weekend, which also showed, showed that widening gap. Yes, there's, um, when you look across all those averaging polls and so on, the, the main theme appears to be that, at least until now, post the, the first debates, uh, Biden is edging a little bit uh, more uh, away from, from Trump, uh, and Trump appears to have lost a little bit of ground. Um, we have to see whether, you know, the fact that uh, President Trump's infection, uh, COVID-19 infection, and so far successful dealing of that infection will prove to be uh, a good political outcome for him. Uh, and of course, now this fiscal stimulus one is a, is a big gamble as well for yeah. the president. Well, it's a very different story locally, isn't it? Where, you know, we've had uh, far fewer cases in Australia than uh, they have in the United States. Uh, but we've got a, a, f- a lot more accommodation from both the uh, the, uh, the central bank and from the, the government. So yesterday, uh, the key from the budget yesterday, JobKeeper going till March. We knew that, of course, but there was more uh, for t- to do with job creation and retention, wasn't there? And then we also had that fairly dovish speech from Guy DeBell as well. So the, the expectation heightened, presumably now, for more easing coming from the RBA next month. Yes, I suppose the, the main takeaway from, from the budget is that we didn't get many surprises from what was already kind of leaked uh, over the media in recent days. Um, and as you say, there's sort of two main themes to, to, uh, to the budget itself. One is extending the bridge uh, in terms of the support for the economy, uh, given the, the COVID-19 impact of, to the economy. So the job seeker and jobs, uh, and JobKeeper and JobSeeker programs will continue until July, or as stated as they were stated in July. Uh, so they, they, the one will go until uh, March 2021, and the JobSeeker supplement will continue until the end of December. Uh, and then there's the other big sort of uh, economic agenda, which is the job maker plan, uh, and and that's all about you know all those uh, programs and uh, and spending that is is, is really focusing to uh, subsidizing of hiring younger uh, individuals as well as uh, the tax uh, cuts yeah. uh, uh, that have now been brought forward to uh, start at the beginning of July. 
And, and overall, it's all this sort of a spending program that, that, that the government is very much focused on, on the investments and, uh, uh, and temporary offset tax losses as well, which all plays to the idea of job creation through the infrastructure spending as well. So yeah. um, it's, it's, a, it's an encouraging program and it's the right program and it's the right strategy. Um, and again, the contrast of, of we've seen the debate in, in the US. Yeah, it's a very different, uh, it's, it's very it, different it, isn't it? it, it? It's outstanding, that, really. But it's look, it's very much yes. jobs, jobs, jobs uh, from, uh, from the government government in Australia. It's also very much jobs, jobs, jobs from the RBA as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. So that is the main takeaway uh, as well in terms of the RBA. So that one, the RBA is very much focused on the labour market and the need for uh, this stimulus support uh, very much along the lines of the fiscal side to be there and to stay in place until we see massive improvements in the labour market. The government is talking about the 6% unemployment rate as the sort of initial target, whereas the RBA is talking about, you know, heading below that 5%. Um, and, and if anything, although the RBA did, did remain unchanged yesterday, it very much hinted or gave, provided a very strong hint that further stimulus should be expected. Uh, and as we've been saying for quite some time, we respect that uh, target of the three-year rate and the TFF target to, to, to lower by 15 basis points in November. Uh, and we also expect that QE program to extend beyond that yield curve control target on the three-year part of the curve and also to, to start buying further out in the curve and the, in the five, potentially five, and even further out in the curve as well. So it plays to the view that the stimulus is very much towards job creation, the stimulus of more uh, money and easy credit, if you like, uh, as well as the, the impact it can have on the currency so as it's well. Jobs, jobs, jobs for Australia and votes, votes, votes for America, as far as uh, Donald Trump's concerned. In, uh, in Europe, uh, Christine Lagarde told the Wall Street Journal that uh, the recovery there looks a little more shaky. She's sounding very dovish. Philip Lane from the ECB uh, saying inflation is is going to take a long time to climb back so monetary policy is going to have to reflect that for for some time and we're going to hear more from Christine Lagarde later today and uh, Governor Villeroy from the Bank of France at a, an event in Paris uh, we also I don't know if you want to add anything to that we also I was going to say we also get uh, the minutes out tomorrow as well from the Fed uh, from the FOMC meeting and we get uh, John Williams from the Fed discussing the Fed's flexible average inflation targeting as well uh, today. I don't know how important that is right now given what's going on in America. <laughs> yeah, so I suppose in, the, in terms of the ECB comments, uh, probably the one thing to add is that Lagarde uh, is very much talking about the idea that uh, more of the, the there's, there's an inclination of doing more QE as the next uh, stimulated, stimulatory approach, uh, although they also emphasize that uh, lowering the negative cash rate uh, still can be effective, uh, but certainly this appears to be more appetite to, to do more QE in terms of more more easing the, that looks very much likely given the dovish tones coming from Lagarde and, and Lane. Uh, and I suppose from uh, the minutes and, and uh, Williams, the, the market is still very unclear about what this averaging inflation target means for, for the US. So hopefully uh, Fed Williams in particular, after the minutes, will provide a little bit more colour on that uh, early tomorrow morning. Now I'm reading mixed reports before we go. On Brexit, Reuters are saying uh, that uh, there's been good progress in talks and uh, the EU sees the trade deal as getting closer. Bloomberg is saying that uh, Europe's not going to offer any concessions because they think Boris Johnson won't walk away uh, even if negotiations go on into November. Or maybe December, Christmas Day, perhaps. Maybe that'll maybe that'll be the new headline. Who do you believe? <laughs> Who knows what's going on with Brexit right now? Yes, well, I suppose the political stake in terms of what it means for Johnson not to to strike a deal is quite significant, and many believe that that in itself mm. is 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 the reason to to think that a deal will eventually be struck. 
And then the other thing as well is that history tells us that, you know, they always eventually come to a deal, but they always do it late and sometimes not on the original deadline. So uh, the expectations of these stocks extending beyond uh, October and into November seems quite likely. Uh, and, and we've seen this volatility in the, in the pound reflecting that uncertainty. Yeah, well, maybe it is exactly the same technique that uh, Donald Trump is trying to use uh, with those uh, fiscal stimulus talks. Who knows? Look, this is uh, this morning we get the AIG Performance of Services Index in Australia. Later today we get the uh, industrial production numbers for August for Germany. Uh, and tonight the weekly uh, MBA mortgage applications are out in the US as well. We haven't really got time to talk about those. We also have uh, whatever President Trump does next, because that seems to influence the markets more than anything, right? right now uh, we'll leave it for there for now though good to talk good to have you back rodrigo thanks phil talk soon and the message was from donald trump that uh, pelosi was asking for 2.4 trillion us dollars to run badly run democratic states in the white house and made a generous offer of 1.6 trillion dollars which he obviously thought was more than enough so he's instructed the senate majority leader mcconnell not to delay but instead to focus full-time on approving amy coney barrett to the supreme court uh, that's the full story. That's to really had quite a market reaction this morning. That's it for the morning call for this Wednesday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.